Hey guys, it's Brooke Eagle, and we are back with another episode of the Forsyth Magazine's podcast. And today I have Kelly and John with Ryan's Restaurant. Hey guys. Hey, how you doing? How's it going? (laughs) We're happy to be here. Yeah, (laughs) happy to have y'all. So Ryan's, I'm sure we all know and love and have heard of Ryan's. Y'all have been around for how many years? Since 77. Wow. So... Do the math. <laughs> I know. I'm not, I'm not. I was like 77. 44 years. Thanks, Tim. Yeah. A long time. Yes. <laughs> Known for steaks, seafood, and that amazing view. Oh my gosh. That's oh, yeah. one of my favorite parts of eating there. Is that's the a big, that's a big uh, customer favorite. So, <laughs> yeah. So, Kelly, tell us your role at Ryan's. So, I'm the assistant GM, um, and I took on that title about two years ago. Um, but I've been at the restaurant since I was 16. So wow. I'll do the math for you. Almost 21 years. Oh my <laughs> so yes, um, uh, the owner is Dennis Carter and he's the general manager and, um, one of the previous owners left. And when, when he retired, uh, Dennis moved me into that spot. So that's exciting. I've been there long enough. I love it. So why not, you know, take on a, a higher role? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. John, what about you? What's your role at Ryan's? Oh, let's see. Um, (laughs) No, actually, uh, my name is John Willis, and I am the executive chef. I've been there for seven years, actually, and some. Um, And I just pretty much do just about everything. So whenever everybody comes on to it, you know, from open to close, I'm there for the long haul. Yeah. What are are y'all's hours? Remind me of... So we're open typically Monday through Saturday. Um, we do close on Sundays with the exception of Mother's Day and Wake Forest graduation weekend. We mm-hmm. do always open on that Sunday before. Um, but we open at 5 on Saturdays because of business being so busy. We have opened 30 minutes earlier. So our website says 5, but it's actually 4.30 on Saturdays. And then um, our hours have changed with COVID, but... Nine o'clock during the week is when we close, and then nine thirty on weekends. So okay. that will change back once we get back to full capacity. So okay, which is hopefully and soon. <laughs> I don't want to like hone in on COVID, but I have to give y'all props for totally killing it <laughs> during COVID. That was this guy's idea, a hundred percent, John. Yeah, tell, tell <laughs> us about tell us a little bit about that. Well, um, obviously, being in the restaurant business for such a long time. I mean, I've been doing this for twenty four years. So, uh, so with doing it, this is obviously a love and passion and also my life's career. So I've gone to different cities and different marts and the concept actually came from Union Square up in uh, DC mm-hmm. and uh, they actually have this sort of really cool place where you can also have not just food, but it's also a market and so you have all different types of shops in one little location. And so the concept is to sort of run a restaurant, but also sell your goods at the restaurant at the same time. I thought it was a really cool concept. So once COVID hit, I, was th- I thought to myself, "It's like, well, we got to stay in operations. We got to keep cash flows going. So how can we stay, you know, afloat during this time?" So yeah. we um, painfully, painfully <laughs> threw away all of our mise en place, all of our Oof. prep, all of our entire restaurant supplies to actually do actual service. And within 24 hours, we gutted the whole place and then turned it into a, um, a butcher shop and market. Did y'all go to sleep that night at all? <laughs> John and I stayed late uh-huh. because, I mean, we all, like, I mean, honestly, it was so cool. I am still, like, I loved running the market. <laughs> I'm, I mean, I love the restaurant, but, like, it was something different, and you had yeah. to get really creative. But we sat there that first night, and, like, we just talked around the table for hours, figured out what we were going to do, created some ads, 
And then I called up WXII and they came over and did a segment with John that evening. So after that aired, the phone would not stop ringing, but we left around like 10. (laughs) So it was a long, it was a long day. They didn't have to go very far to come to. No, that's why I called them. I'm like, just walk over, you know, (laughs) bring a cameraman. (laughs) That's awesome. Yeah. I think, I mean, I would argue all restaurants, of course, have struggled and are, are some are still struggling, but the fine dining restaurants, even more so. Well, that was our whole thing. Like, we kept wondering, what is the market for to-go food on fine dining? I mean, you come here for, we always say, quote my boss, we pride ourselves on food, service, and atmosphere. And he would not be giving the service or the the atmosphere. (laughs) And you're paying a lot of money to box up food and take it home. So we, John was smart in thinking ahead and saying, let's do this instead. And then we did find the market was there for to-go, but we did that only on the weekends. And yeah, yeah, we were we were lucky that we had the foresight to A big thing too is, I mean, you just have to sort of recognize niches. And mm-hmm. you know, when it really comes down to it, you know, during the time, I mean, there's whole breakdowns in supply chains. Mm-hmm. So like, you know, you walk around the grocery store and uh, I remember walking around with my wife and I, and we were sitting here having a beer, walk around Lowe's Foods. And, uh, and we <laughs> were noticing, good old Lowe's. <laughs> and uh, we recognized that it's like, well, they're out of toilet paper, they're out of paper towels, they're out of essentials. It's like, well, I have a supply chain I can actually get these from. And in, bulk. So, in bulk. And then break down. <laughs> and so I was like, well, and uh, it goes back to actually what Dennis Carter said to me once. He's like, everything in the restaurant's for sale. <laughs> yeah. and, uh, and so I thought about it. I was like, you know what? We should actually monopolize this. Why not? I mean, we yeah. can sell anything. Yeah. So that's exactly what we did. We actually started bringing in every single product that people couldn't get outside. And we started selling it and um, you know, finding a niche for it. I will say that I am convinced that it brought in a different and new customer base. Uh, People who had never, because we marketed like crazy on mainly on Facebook, Instagram, social media. And I mean, you're talking about people who, you know, couldn't find what they needed, but they heard from their neighbors, you know, that we were doing it. So, and I think that that has helped with the business that we're doing now, you know, I mean, that put our name out there a little bit for something else. And they're like, oh, wow, if this food's this good when I take it home to make it myself, what's it going to be like, yeah. when, you know, <laughs> someone else is cooking it and serving it for exactly. us. Exactly. So, well, yeah. kind of shifting gears, talking sure. about the food. I want to know what each of your favorite dishes are at Ryan's. John, you want to start that one? Well, it depends if, uh, honestly, if I were to go to, I mean, it depends on the category, either if it's steak or seafood, uh, seafood, Bar none, I think uh, the local and probably one of my favorite right now is definitely going to be the scallops. And uh, <laughs> other than that, though, I think with the steaks will probably be the uh, the classic pepper steak up off. So that's always my recommendation for big seller for, uh, you know, a, a blend in between the old classic that's been there longer than I've been alive with an up off. <laughs> yeah. And then also something I put on the menu, I guess, a couple of years ago that people love so much that I can't even take off the menu now. Yeah. So, so it's my two faves. How do you cook your steak? Uh, depends on the cut. If it's uh, the oh. leaner the cut, the more rare I go. The okay. fatter the cut, the more on the actual medium side I go. Oh, okay. So with ribeye, more like a medium rare to um, to medium. With a filet, gotta keep it more rare to mid rare. That's good advice. It is good advice. Because yeah. <laughs> huh. I'm a kind of a medium rare kind of girl, but yeah, I I think that makes sense. <laughs> don't even cook it <laughs> knock its horns off wipe its behind and put it on the plate that's what i want <laughs> that's great do you also have the oysters rockefeller yep, oh my absolutely. gosh that's one of my favorites and it, it is coming from the girl who doesn't love cheese and i still mm, those mm, are good it is good <laughs> it's good what about you kelly what's your favorite dish? i'm spoiled because i eat every night i work so 
<laughs> and John 100% spoils me. But, um, you know, if I say I want halibut tonight, he's like, okay, we'll make up halibut. <laughs> like, whatever. Um, but scallops, hands down, I'm with him. He knows I eat them all the time. And um, steak-wise, I've been on a strip kick recently. So our strip is good. I'll tell you fan favorites, though. The rack of lamb is, like, a big, big seller. It's delicious. People love it. it John can't. Dennis is given like a couple of items that John can't mess with, and that's one of them. It's an old school preparation, but it is yeah very good. So very cool. <laughs> okay, so I want to ask y'all a couple other questions from the pod deck, the Ooh. infamous pod deck. You ready? Yeah. Let's do this. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't like that question. <laughs> what is your most treasured possession? Don't say your phone. <laughs> oh God, no. <laughs> Please. Are you talking personally for each of us? Yeah. My children. (laughs) Well, wait. Would that count as a possession? I mean, that's a human. (laughs) You can't say your phone. Okay, my engagement rings and my wedding rings. Okay. Probably, like, if you're talking about a tangible item. Yeah, not not living, breathing. Like, if my house was on fire, I would take my wedding rings. (laughs) Oh, man. Can't say your kitties now, apparently, your cats. Uh, No, no, no. I'd probably say my sanity. (laughs) I, I like that. That's much overrated. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Who needs it? <laughs> All right. Uh. <laughs> when you die, what do you want to be remembered for? It's a tough one. Uh, probably uh, <laughs> being in the present moment and no Fs given. That's probably <laughs> it. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Uh, yeah, that's a good answer. Um, I guess just living my life the way I wanted I wanted to. And I try to stay positive. So I would hope that people remember me as being a glass half full kind of person. So mm, important. I try to see the silver lining. Yeah, you, got, you have to, to keep your, that sanity. We yeah, that's about. right. Yeah. <laughs> Can't lose it. Oh, no, this is a good one. Okay, last one. When you think about success, who comes to mind and why? I'll start. Go for it. Um, I'm going to talk about like my boss because I truly care about the man and he has um, done a lot in his life to work to the place where he is. Dennis is, you know, a very successful man. One of, I think John would attest to this, best bosses I've ever had, just the way he treats the staff, the way he runs his business is just something to be... um, noted and something that I would hope to attain at some point in my life. He is very successful, very smart. Can't speak enough good things about him. Oh, that's good. That's good to hear. <laughs> Always good to work for somebody who's kind and and you know, appreciative of their people. Absolutely. That are for them. Yeah, absolutely. Um man. Don't give uh, a smart ass answer. <laughs> no, no, no. I'll, I'll try not to. I'll try not to. Um Jeez, that's a hard one. I, I actually, honestly, I probably say uh, old coworker and colleague of mine, Kevin Kelly. He's the executive chef of Rappahannock Oyster Company down in Charleston, mm. and he's uh, he's extremely talented, extremely driven, and he has worked his way up from just about nothing and has really gone against the grain of just really doing some off the wall dishes, but also really made a reputable name for himself and also his restaurant and. Even with the battles that he's faced with hurricanes, you know, taking out the restaurant and you know, oh. in Charleston and all the actual hurdles he's actually overcome with moving and being redirected in different directions, 
still one of the best chefs I know to this day and one of the most creative that just stays with the times and always, always pushes the envelope. So he really drives me to sort of stay with it as well. So Yeah, I like sure. that. <laughs> I love a good success story. When you do hear about people who just like came up from nothing, Ugh, yeah, it's, it's the best. It really is. You know, they worked their butt off for it. Every, everyone loves a good underdog. Yeah, yeah absolutely. That's right. That's right. <laughs> so, John, I want to talk a little bit about the new age of the restaurant world. And, you know, Ryan's has been around for a long time, but you guys are always keeping with the new trends and keeping up with things and switching it up. Yeah, trying to. Yeah. Absolutely trying to. Um, when I started there seven years ago, and um, one of the actual uh, caveats of it was that I was going to be given 50% of the menu to play with, to so do whatever I want, and then half of it's going to be the classics and nostalgics that will never, ever change, ever. And so it's a nice little blend in between the two. Yeah. Um, so with it, we have a, so since I started, we actually started up with a seasonal menu, so one for spring and summer, and then the other one for fall and winter. And... Um, with it, every menu change we do, we do it based upon not what I want to sell, not what I want to cook, but what people want to eat. Yeah. So we actually make up features every single day, every single night, and we try just keep on doing new things and just keep on throwing it to, you know, throwing the Getty to the wall, seeing if it's going to stick. And um, that's what we do. And so, uh, so, of course... We do a lot of, you know, expansive things, uh, everything from, you know, molecular astronomy to pearls to encapsulations to foams to emulsions, uh, cold smoke and capsules, things of that nature. But it all depends on our, on the people who are pay our bills, our diners, mm -hmm. you know, our guests, our yeah. guests who come in and if they love it, great. They actually make our menus and yeah. we're moving forward. Yeah, I read so. something the other day that said, you are not your customer. <laughs> right? And I was like, oh my gosh, that's really good You have point. to remind yourself. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. you know, the things that you like is not may not be a bestseller. But yeah, I mean, you got to take a big old slice of humble pie yeah. and sit there and just make people what makes them comfortable and happy. Yeah. And, you know, that's the whole purpose. I mean, we're in a... We're in a hospitality business. Yeah. We're in a business about making other people happy. Do you have an example that comes to mind of a dish that you created that you were like, mm, not sure about and it ended up being like very successful? Um, I'd say, well, the sea bass for sure. Oh, yeah. Ooh, the sea bass is so good. It's like a double-edged sword <laughs> because like he made it and he was like, oh, this is so good. And now everybody loves it so much you can't change it. I know. <laughs> He's like, so I was on my first menu when I got there, <laughs> and I was like, okay, this is gonna be solid. You know, nothing really off the wall, but still, you know, still, still, still fresh. Yeah. And then people were like, this, you, you can never take this off. I'm like, oh man. <laughs> you totally dug your own grave. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. But uh, but yeah, we just keep on trying to just keep on doing new things and get, keep on on uh, innovations and all up until like we've done. 13 course wine dinners. I was going wow. to say, like the wine dinners are a really good time for John to showcase a lot of food that he can do, on, like that doesn't necessarily go on the menu all the time. Did you I'm, say 13 courses? Oh yeah, mm -hmm. it's huge. Okay. <laughs> it's can hours. You, can you like elaborate? What, how in the world, what do you do for 13 <laughs> courses? You just make like little bite size or one or two bite little aperitifs. And, and a little bit, surely it's not a glass of wine with each course. No, cause you'd, not in that case. You'd be, you'd <laughs> no, it's like maybe like bad shape. Six, uh, yeah. six half pours, you know, so Oof. it ends up being, you know, more like, you know, three glasses. <laughs> yeah. You know. For and us, that's about a bottle at the restaurant. We pour about three glasses to a bottle. Yeah. So, yeah. But with that, with that much food too, you <laughs> yeah. know, it, it really is a nice little sampler and allows us to really do some fun things. Yeah. So how, so do, how do you get to come to one of those? Yes. Join our email list. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> 
No, we, because of COVID though, we haven't really been able to do that many, but now that we're kind of getting out of it, mm -hmm. we're like, John, like we wanted so badly to do one in like March, um, but you know, times are weird. People aren't really comfortable being in the room with other people they don't know yet. So, yeah, sure. um, but it'll come back. But yeah, we usually advertise a lot on Facebook and Instagram and things like that. We have a lot of loyal customers who always want to be added, you know, to an email list if we decide to do one. So yeah. um, they sell out pretty quickly. I would say within a couple of days, you know, we usually fill so it. So you just sell X amount of tickets and when they're gone, they're gone. Yeah, I mean, we don't like our first wine dinner, <laughs> we opened it to like 40 people and we were like, okay, we probably shouldn't do that again. Cause it was our first and it was huge. There were a lot of people who were interested. So now we try to keep them a little more intimate, a little yeah. more small, you know, what did we do last time? Like 20, 22, 25, yeah, something well, like that. To keep the food, for that many people Perfect, all come right. out at the exact same time. Yeah, 40 people, that would be a challenge. Yeah, I would imagine. that plus also running the entire restaurant at the same time. Yes, because we don't so. close down. We oh. still do normal business. Just put one room aside for mm -hmm. you oh, know, wow. a wine dinner. <laughs> well, that would be such a fun, like, I love that. I want to. It is fun. You should be in the kitchen. Up. It's a lot yeah. of fun. Yeah. <laughs> Those nights are going on. It's intense. It's, it it's, is. It's definitely a lot of hustle and bustle. And, it's yeah. a lot of and if you guys could see, sure. speaking of the size of this kitchen, like it is small. <gasps> really? It is very small. And to be doing... 400 plus people, you know, pre-COVID on the weekends. It's unbelievable what those guys do in the back. It really wow. is. Wow. Yeah, we got, really a, we got a four-man line. And, yeah, I was going to um, ask how many how many people are back there. Just a four-man line, one guy <laughs> on a float and one guy on pantry, and we're doing 500 people. I mean, it's Oof. crazy. So in a four-hour period. So That takes some, about, some talent. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So in I a take small a lot space. Of, uh, <laughs> and patience. Oh, yes, oh, yes. God. Yeah. <laughs> That's where that sanity, I think, comes back into play. Seriously. <laughs> But no, I, I take so much pride in, uh, in my staff because, you know, just like, you know, the old cliche goes is that um, you're only as good as your people. Yeah. And uh, this is, uh, you know, people can sit here and actually make as many articles as they want about me or anything else like that, too. But that's nothing to do with me. You know, I may be, you know, the, the face in the front, but I'm only as good as, the, you know, the guys I work with. You know, that's sure. my team. I mean, yeah. that's my that's, that's my crew. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, I've had the the pleasure of attending um, the restaurant review in the magazine. Yeah, I think two different times at Ryan's, and oh my gosh, it's the best. And you guys get a lot. Like, I mean, uh, you got to try it all, right? Yeah, I go I go out of there like kind of hating myself a little bit, but also loving every second of it. It is so good. I know all the desserts, all the steak, all the seafood. Oh my gosh! Yeah, I know. yeah you guys do a fabulous job. Well, thank you. And the view. If you haven't been to Ryan's, if you're listening. One, you should definitely make a reservation. Are you guys reservation only? We're not, but especially but now, probably make strongly recommended. Yeah, absolutely. Open table or just call? Or? Open table or call. Yeah, that's the way we accept reservations. I mean, we can seat walk-ins occasionally, but, you know, on the weekends, Don't bank you're booking it. every table. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So Well, and especially right now. Right. We've got some tables missing, so you really got to... Yeah, you know, I would definitely. But if you it. if you haven't been, the view behind Ryan's is just, like, fabulous. It is the best yes we're kind of nestled in the woods and people have lived here their whole lives and they're like we've never heard of you we don't do that much advertising you know tv or anything like that so they're like we'll see your sign but then they come down the driveway and they're like oh my god it looks small from the outside it's, <laughs> it's huge. huge and then it's in the woods and this time of year it's beautiful you've got all the greenery you've got a little bridge that's lighted back there and everybody make ask for a window table okay because everybody you're like listen by the we window can't sit you all by the window so we'll try <laughs> right but it is very very quaint 
So so if you had somebody who had never been before and they were a first timer coming for like a special anniversary or something, what would, what can they expect and what would be your recommendation for them to? to So first of all, like we said, you definitely want to make a reservation, make note of the fact that it's your birthday or anniversary. We do complimentary um, pieces of cake with candles for birthdays or a complimentary champagne toast for anniversaries. Um, just, Aww. you know, because, I mean, that's important. You know, people come to us to celebrate. Uh, ask for a window table. But our our front of the house is great, just as well as our back of the house. You know, um, you can't go wrong with any server. Um, everybody does a really good job. As far as the food goes, you know, I say go all out. If it's something important to you, get your, try an appetizer, you know, get a super salad, try, you know, your entree. And then if you choose the dessert for your celebration, that's on us. Um, but yeah, just expect it's, it's typically busy on the weekends, but you know, during the week it can be a little quieter. Mm -hmm. So if you're wanting to celebrate something a little more intimate, I would recommend coming during the week. We do half price wine on Mondays. All bottles are half price. It doesn't matter what they are. I'll be there. I know, right? (laughs) If it's a $200 (laughs) bottle, great. If it's a $50 bottle. So, so yeah, I mean, you can just expect a great experience and, um, everybody is very welcoming. Everybody does a wonderful job. Of course I'm biased, but I promote the heck out of us all over, you know, social media. So we'd love to have you. Awesome. Awesome. I love it. Well, thank you all for coming to chat with me today and learn a little bit more about Ryan's. Um, Where are you located for those who may not know? The address is 719 Coliseum Drive. You'll see our sign from the road, come down the driveway, large parking lot on the left building on the right. Because people will call us from the road and be like, we see your sign, but where are you? You have to come all the way down. Yes. That's that's our address. (laughs) John, anything to add before we sign off? Not really. I mean, I think you pretty much uh, went through the whole uh, stack there pretty solid. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, uh, I'm just uh, thrilled to be here, and I'm also thrilled to actually get us out there. Um, I'm stacked for, you know, still being, you know, a viable source uh, for people to go to and enjoy their time after COVID and uh, still be relevant, honestly. Yeah. You know, I'm just, I cannot be more grateful to have the coworkers, the front house, back house, management team, oh my God, I mean, it's, it's incredible the staff that we have, and also I cannot be more grateful for all the people that come and dine with us and just really uh, support you know support what we're doing. So yeah, you know, just uh, just happy to be here. I love that, and I think the camaraderie and the teamwork of a restaurant you can totally see that as a diner if it's good oh, or yeah. bad. Oh yeah, I, I agree. Oh, sure. So that's Absolutely. awesome sure. that y'all that y'all have the good end of that. That's, that's right. For sure. Well, thank y'all for coming to chat. <laughs> thank with you. Me. And thank you. as always, you can find Forsyth Mags on Instagram, on Facebook. All the social media things at Forsyth Mags or ForsythMags.com. And that is a wrap for today. The views and opinions stated on this podcast are solely those of the contributors and not necessarily those of our distributors or hosting companies. This podcast is copyrighted and cannot be reproduced without expressed written consent of Forsyth Magazines Incorporated. Ooh, that's a mouthful. <laughs>